What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 3rd, 2020 edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down what we learned on Thursday. Got some injuries to talk about, and we spent a lot of time talking about ads. So I figured we'd do a little bit of talking about drops of players who have been frustrating, uh, who you may want to consider dropping to add players on the upswing. With me to do so is Ryan Kanas. What's up, man? Uh, well, I'm still processing the Jonathan Isaac injury, so um, that's kind of dominating my thinking for a couple fantasy leagues. Yeah, uh, what you, a you, you don't have him anywhere, right? I surprisingly don't. Uh, I wanted to take yeah. him like I took Jonathan. I took Thomas Bryant over him, and I was like torn. And then on the way back, and this is like either round probably round five, and then when it came back to round six, he was gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have surprised. I had him insanely high. I figured high, he'd be going even higher in your uh, in your Shea range, kind of. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll yeah, I, I think I said a couple. I actually only have him in one league, but yeah. fortunately, it does have an IR spot, so I just kind of tuck him away there. And if someone else gets hurt and it's a short term injury, maybe I'll have to cut him. We'll see. I mean, do you think if the Magic without Isaac, they could fall out of the playoff picture? Yeah, right? that's definitely part of it. But the problem is, I mean. There's so many Eastern Conference teams that just have like really no hope. Um, you know, we talked about the East being a little bit deeper this year, but it just feels like even like maybe the Nets can kind of get going, but the Magic are sitting in the eighth spot. The Hornets are ninth. The Bulls are tenth. The Pistons, Wizards, Cavs, Knicks, and Hawks. like those teams have zero incentive to gun for that eight seed. They're gonna get totally swept in the first round. Like if they get one yeah. game, it'd be a surprise. But uh, yeah, so I, I feel like teams that should teams should start to sell off now. But uh, I mean, the Magic could still make the playoffs, you know, just because that division's pretty weak. They have the Hornets in that division, Wizards. Obviously, the Heat are like I don't. I think their odds, to, the Heat's odds, are like plus two thousand or or like minus two thousand, something outrageous because they've got the division <laughs> so locked up right now. But um, yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit deeper about that and really the fallout. Like I was saying, it was a roller coaster. First, Stretcher comes out. Oh my God, no be season ending. And then, yeah, hope that there was. He's walking around, walking around. Six, yeah, yes. no structural damage. Everything sounds good. The beat writers were saying it's not going to be very long. And then all of a sudden, the Woj slash Magic PR tweet saying eight to ten weeks uh, for like a for a bone bruise and everything. So uh, uh, I guess, like you said, you you really have to try to hold on to him. Um, the All Star break will help you a little bit. You know, that'll kind of make it. Uh, seven to nine weeks, I guess. So you should still have them for your playoffs. Depend, and it depends on your playoff format. If you're in an earlier season where early March is part of your playoffs, then you may have to reconsider, yeah, especially if you're us. low low seated. So uh, yeah, it really just depends on where you're at to keep him. Because we got to bear in mind. I mean, he could he he might be reevaluated if it turns out to be ten weeks. We're talking mid March to be reevaluated. So he might not be back until early April, leaving him with like five, six games. So unless they're in the playoff hunt and they want to get him up to speed for the first round, uh yeah, it's a it's a touch and go situation. And if you don't have an IR spot, I think you gotta cut him. Yeah, it's it's just like do you really trust do you totally trust the eight to ten weaker? For, you mean you for, think he might he might be he might beat that? I mean it's it's odd for like no structural, no meniscus or anything like that. Like it's seems like he could yeah. beat that. Severe sprain and a bone bruise. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I just ha- have to go with what they say. Right, you're right. right. It seems like a strange timetable, but I don't know. It's almost like the Curry time, Steph Curry timetable, where it was like, whoa, that's yeah. a long timetable. But they I instantly mentioned. 
one of the I think the magic president was like, we're not worried about this injury affecting his long term. Like they're clearly thinking, hey, this is a 22 year old rising superstar. We're not going to take any risks at all. Yeah. So that might have been a overly cautious timetable. They gave him just to tamp yeah. down expectations, let him get completely right. So, you know, there's cause for optimism, I guess. Yeah, very little. But yeah, like we said, it's I'm searching. But, uh, okay, so the weird thing is, is, as valuable as Isaac is, basically, he's been, like, almost a first-rounder. Um, he only has an 18.1 usage rate. He's not a great rebounder. And his value is just based so much on defensive stats. So that him going away yeah. doesn't really create much of an ad situation. And the way the rotation broke down was uh, Emil Jefferson got – he subbed in for him, and he started the third quarter – but actually, Ken Birch was a, a big rotation change. He played 24 of his 26 minutes at power forward next to either Bamba or Vooch. And the two remaining minutes were the last two garbage time minutes. So he's basically a power forward right now. Um, yeah. But keep in mind, that was without Aaron Gordon in the mix. So you would think Aaron Gordon slides over, probably bumps Jefferson out. They'll keep Weston Wando in the starting lineup, who's pretty much useless in fantasy. But I think if I had to add somebody, it would be Birch, just because I think he's better per minute if he does play in that power forward backup role. And then we'd be yeah. to stagger him away from uh, Aaron Gordon because we know Gordon wants to play more three. So that's who I would add. We're talking pretty deep, um, maybe 16 or deeper, but uh, uh, tough matchup. We'll find out pretty quick against Miami in a back-to-back. Miami playing the back-to-back tonight. So other than that, um, like, we said, like I said, there's really not a whole lot of ads, which is crazy. No, you're right. I was talking about this, the exact same thing with Jared, too, that there's – no clear ad. It's pretty much, you know, Gordon's going to get a boost once he's healthy. Fournier might get a little bit of a boost, maybe even Terrence Ross. The, you know, they're going to have to mix and match the rotations a lot. But it's that thing you said about, like, it's not like someone's going to absorb his blocks. You know, if yeah. a 20-point 20, 20 scorer with 25 usage goes out, someone's going to have to absorb that or do their best. But, like, the defensive stats, you can't it, – it, it's not a one-to-one. So, mm. yeah, it's a tough – Tough situation because you lose your star and there's no good replacements. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to really the breakout star of Thursday was Michael Porter Jr., just red hot in the second half. He played, I think, 14 straight minutes in a stint for a guy who rarely plays that long uh, at a time. And just it was just a, a total clinic, scored a career-high 25, getting to the rim 11-12 from the field, uh, had a really gorgeous step back uh, on the, near the sideline. It was just a total clinic. Um, but I was, so I was trying to figure it out, like how this is going to work out for him to be valuable. And I still think you got to add him just cause he was just so, so good on offense. And Malone did drop a hint on Sunday that there'd be a sneak peek and he's been really good since. So the way the rotation broke down, it was basically a, there was four minutes of overlap for Monte Morris and Jamal Murray. And then the power forwards, Millsap and Grant, and then the centers, Jokic and Plumlee were just straight playing the forty eight. So then it was basically a three-man rotation for the two and the three for Barton, Harris, and Porter Jr. 11 minutes for Porter Jr. and Barton, 12 with Harris and Porter Jr. And then those three, Harris, Barton, and Porter, not at all um, filling in together. It was a three-man unit, and that unit's only been together for four minutes all season. So That surprises me. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see that too. So Barton, like it's going to be pretty hard. I don't really think you can get away with playing Porter Jr. at the four, uh, and same with Barton and Harris. So it had to be it had to be really matchup based for those f- three to play together, and yeah. it's gonna be like Barton. It's, it's he's gonna have to eat into somebody. So it's gonna be really hard, I think, 
for him to bust out and be like this fantasy stud, Porter Jr. that is, unless the Nuggets make a trade or Barton or Harris get hurt. If Barton or Harris get hurt, then you're kind of in good shape. And these guys have had durability issues at times. So, like I said, I would yeah. still add him. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know how con- – like, if you're cutting players who were very valuable to you, then I probably would hold off. But, um, I'd yeah. cut, like, DeLon Wright, for instance. Yeah, um, I'm, with, I'm good with that, yeah. Someone who, you know, he's basically a steel specialist. Just guys who haven't, as you said, done too much, don't have tons of upside. Because I kind of like, I mean, if you figure Monty Morris, strict backup point guard, you got Grant going to back up the power forward spot, Plumlee at center. Now you've got the wing positions can be divided between Barton, Harris, Porter. That's 32 minutes apiece. Maybe Porter doesn't get the lion's share of that, obviously. Probably Barton and Harris get more. But if he could get, I mean, he only had 23 minutes last night. Yeah, he's not going to be that hot all the time. He was he was putting on a show, but yeah. if he can get 25 minutes, I think that's enough. He's proven to be pretty versatile, um, and he's just really fun to watch. So yeah. if I own him, it'll give me more incentive to tune into the Nuggets. Yeah, and second unit guys, Mason Plumley, Grant, and Morris are all fairly low usage for their position, so for he sure. could be pretty yeah. high volume in that uh, lower 20s minutes role. So, um, but yeah, he's he's going to be like he's probably got over added last night. But I, I'm with it though. I definitely and for a coach that is, you know, we like with Jokic and he's 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 kind of okay going unconventional at times. Whether it's a good or a bad movie, saw the whole yeah. Nurkic Jokic thing get kind of carried away, and um, you know he runs two point guards. He ran a lot of Monte Morris and Jamal Murray last year, so he's kind of okay with mixing it up. He's pretty vanilla, but sometimes he kind of gets a little creative, but not too much overall. But uh, do you think that this hurts Harris or Barton, who've been pretty good? Harris had a pretty good month uh, with steals and shooting threes and everything. Barton's been yeah. pretty solid all season. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I, I'm not worried if I own them particularly. Yeah, and I think that they're going to really try to trade Malik Beasley. I don't think they're going to trade Torrey Craig just because they kind of like him. And kind of the semi-Ogele on Giannis, they're going to want to put him on Harden uh, when they get to that point in the playoffs. Yeah, so. Craig, I mean, he's just completely out of the rotation now. Right. Well, they're going to use him in spots. In the, like, if they play Houston, they're going to probably yeah. play Craig in that, game, in that game. But that that's the interesting – because uh, Malik Beasley didn't play at all last night. Mm. And he was getting 20 minutes a night five of the past six games that he played in. Yep. So I think, you know, all of that opens up some serious time for Porter too. So that makes it a little bit easier for him. Yep. Uh, okay, so moving on, uh, another guy, man, SGA has just been – gone bonkers um last seven 27 five boards three assists two steals just 1.1 turnovers half a block 1.6 trays 53 percent from the field 80 85 percent from the line just total <laughs> smash mode he's been top five uh among the last uh, among all players with seven per game um he's also been unassisted 69 percent of the time his fast breaks buckets are not up so usually when sga had like hot stretches Last year, he would have a lot of fast break buckets that kind of boosted him. That's not even mm. happening. He's getting like so much half court scoring. So it's so on right now. If anybody traded low on SGA like three or four weeks ago, please send me those. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have him everywhere but one league, and I, I'm just loving life right now. He just looks. This is what we drafted back in the preseason. Yeah, I have him in only one league, and it's. A, a league you're not in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for obvious reasons um but he's that during that stretch you mentioned he's also averaging just 1.1 turnover in 36 minutes it's crazy and his assists haven't come up all that much 2.9 per game so you think if 
if Chris Paul now it's looking less and less likely that'll be shut down because the Thunder are actually playing well. Um, but if he seeds some of the point guard minutes or his minutes are cut back, anything like that, it just all benefits SGA, who has emerged as just a go-to scorer, man. That's yeah. very impressive. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay, see, they are, I, are they firmly number seven now? We talked about all season, it went from like five for sure teams in the playoffs with the LA teams, Denver, Houston, and Utah, and then now Dallas is in that mix to make it six. So is now yeah. OKC like the seventh team now? I would say the Spurs could make a run and, and get there, but I don't see the the Blazers have looked terrible. Yeah. The Wolves are just out at this point. Um, <laughs> any preseason expectations went down the drain weeks ago. So, yeah, I'd say it's between the Thunder and Spurs, but that's, yeah. Yeah, they got a four-and-a-half game cushion right now, uh, and they are, they're playing yeah. their best ball of the season. Three of their four, uh, their win streak, uh, they're all on the road. The other win was at home against Dallas. So they're playing just awesome basketball right now. Um, did a little bit of that without Gallinari, too. So they're playing. Yeah, I think that they for sure have the seven seed kind of locked up um, yeah. going forward. Uh, other than that, there's not too much analysis from um, the whole Spurs-Thunder game from last night. But Lonnie Walker did get back in the mix. And he's had, I think, five or six games with 20 minutes. And he's been pretty good. He has like 18 points per game in that limited sample. Uh, had a really strong outing. Uh, against the Thunder, they went smaller. And this is, we talked about, you and I have talked about this a few times when Pop will go uh, four smalls and then either Aldridge or Pirtle for his center. So that's going to have to happen more. But yeah, Lonnie Walker, 16 points. I believe that's his second highest, tied for his second highest scoring besides that 28 pointer against Houston. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's it's tough to add him. Like, I don't know. You, you need a lot of things to happen. But I do like his skill set. And. Um, you know, if the Spurs do start losing games, I like him, but I really need to see some consistency. Uh, so I, I haven't added him yet. I want to see him do it again. But if he has another game, I'd be way more inclined to add him. I'm on the fence because just because we've seen so little consistency, it helps that Pop talked him up a lot after last game. Mm-hmm. I'll but give you the he, quote: uh, Lonnie is yeah. playing smarter and smarter every game, understanding when to use his speed to use his head. I think uh, he was impressive again tonight. So, yeah. yeah, he said something like that like three weeks ago, though. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then like immediately benched him the next game. So yeah. it's tough, and they they have a significant amount of guard depth with you know Bryn Forbes is starting alongside Dejounte. You got Derek White who's going to get minutes, Patty Mills. So I don't. It's tough to see where Lonnie Walker carves out a, a reliable fantasy role. And as you said, unless the Spurs start losing a ton of games and just fall out of the playoff picture, but that's really not Pop's style. Like he's never going to tank. So. Um, He's, you know, Walker's going to have to earn his minutes for sure. Yeah, they have, their schedule's weird. So they have uh, Milwaukee, at that's at Milwaukee on Saturday, home against Milwaukee on Monday. Weird for Eastern Conference, Western Conference, Eight. back-to-back like that. Um, and then Boston, Memphis, Toronto, Miami. So you, you try to figure it out, like, okay, could they get away going small? And I don't know if you can against Milwaukee. You need some rim protection. So it's going to be tough for those two games. Boston, I could definitely see him going small there. So that would be a good Lonnie Walker spot. Um, and then Memphis can be tough to go small um, against the first unit with Jaron Jackson and Valachunas. So if he could somehow string together games in this upcoming stretch, like if he plays 20, 22, 20 minutes in, in both Milwaukee games, I'd be really encouraged. So, yeah, yeah it's like this is, it, it didn't line up nice. Like if it was like, you know, a lot of teams who play like the Rockets, obviously, are probably the dream Lonnie Walker scenario. 
or uh, the Warriors or anybody like that. I could see them, or even Dallas sometimes. But um, yeah, uh, he's on the radar, but it's going to be tough to kind of really trust him. Agreed. All right, moving on to Malcolm Brogdon just can't stay healthy, man. Uh, had the hamstring, now he's got the back injury. And, and I mean, what do you do with Brogdon? Do you just try to weather the storm? Do you buy low on him? I mean, his owner has to be frustrated because he's just been so hurt so often. What do you think about Brogdon? I'd probably buy low because he's been healthy this season. And the you know the hamstring injury was frustrating. He missed, what, four Five games, more than that, maybe. Four, yeah. So, something like that. Uh, and the, you know, the, they're calling it back spasms, and the back and hamstrings are so closely aligned. You frequently see things like that. Like even last night, we saw Paul George thought that he had a back injury, and then eventually it was called left hamstring tightness. They're so, you know, they're both connected. So if you have a tight hamstring, it pulls on your lower back, etc. So I'm just chalking this up to that. That Brogdon was out for a while. Something got tweaked, but as long as they're calling it. You know, spasms have kept guys out for extended periods in the past. We've seen that. But usually it's just a couple-day ailment. Uh, it calms down and they get back out there. So, yeah, it throws some buy-low offers because he's, he's been awesome. I'm not too worried about the, the Oladipo factor when he comes back. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd shoot for him. Uh, did have back spasms in November as well. Uh, wasn't nearly wasn't too bad. I think he missed like one or two. Um, and then he had it another time um, back earlier in his career in, in 2017. So... Not like a crazy recurring thing where, you know, he's dealing with it every month or something like that. But Chronic back pain. Yeah. Man. But, I mean, even just having it in November makes me think that they could be cautious with him because um, they don't want to have it keep popping up. So, But, yeah, I, I'm with that. I, I just kind of send some feelers out there. Um, and, and if you have – I don't know how Aaron Holiday was is still so pretty low-owned. Um, got in foul trouble last night. Picked up his fourth foul early in the third. So, TJ McConnell got more minutes. Don't worry about that. Aaron Holiday's – Fortified, must own. Um, Jeremy Lamb went off, um, kind of a, a stunner, just a, um, two off his career high, so that was a, a big surprise. Uh, yeah. But yeah, even just Aaron Holiday, before Brogdon got hurt, he was taking minutes from Lamb and from Miles Turner, so I think Aaron Holiday still, and I talked about this with, with Strope the other day, like Aaron Holiday I still think is going to find a way to get a role, um, even when everybody comes back. Yeah, same here. I mean, he could be their sixth man, essentially, yeah. so... Um, yeah, I like him. Old Depot, when Old Depot, Depot does come back, that can get a little bit messy. But mm. I still think Old Depot will just basically put McDermott away, uh, and then cut into Miles Turner a little bit, and then as they run a little bit smaller, maybe TJ Warren won't play upper thirties either. Yeah, and Lamb could take a hit. There's a lot of ways that could go, but I think you know if Holiday settles in around 24 minutes, that works for me. Yeah. All right. So moving on, Karis Levert is. Back on Saturday, or expected to be back. Um, good timing here with Garrett Temple banged up. We saw Rodion's cool roots get the start. Uh, Theo Pinson played pretty well off the bench. Um, expectations for Levert, who was just a complete disaster uh, before he got hurt. Um, Kyrie's being banged up definitely gives Levert a higher ceiling coming off his injury here. So obviously, he's still he's out there in a lot of leagues. I think he was yesterday. He was like twenty five percent owned. So um, definitely pick him up. But um, I know you're. Uh, I'm probably Mr. Levert, and I think you're probably the low man on Levert. So do you do you think he could come in and look like he how he looked in the preseason? He looked really good in the preseason, but terrible in the regular season. Yeah, he he could. I mean, he only it was only a nine game sample, but he yeah. shot forty two percent from the field prior to getting hurt, sixty four percent from the line, three point four turnovers. It's all those nine cat stats that that kill you. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm definitely lower on him than you. Yeah. Definitely lower than Steve. You're right. I, I think among the crew, I'm not quite as optimistic. I think you know he he can hit top 50, but I don't see him being an early round guy at any point this season. And we still don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. That's another thing. And he's come back from a you know an an injury that's not lower body, but he's been banged up in the past. Mm-hmm. So kind of an injury flag there. So. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't own him anywhere, so I don't really yeah. have too much of a stake in this. <laughs> yeah, you should because, I mean, Steve, Steve and I have him snapped up everywhere. But, yeah, like I mentioned, preseason, he was baller. Um, you know, 70-minute sample, 24 points, 9 dimes, 4.2 steals. Uh, you know, a small sample, but he looks so freaking good. So yeah. uh, I have a lot of high hopes for him. Um, yeah, but obviously this means you're cutting Garrett Temple in deep leagues. You're not playing Theo Pinson if you're using him in super deeps. Um yeah. The Wild Cabo probably goes away, uh, assuming Temple comes back too. So, um, do you think that this hurts Dinwiddie at all? Because his no. usage has been just through the roof without. Kyrie. I don't think so. I don't think Levert's yeah. going to really be mid twenties anyways. I think it'll be like eighteen, nineteen, which is fine. Okay. So yeah, yeah I think just keep rolling Dinwiddie out there for sure. Um, getting to the Mavericks here. Uh, so uh, it sounds like Porzingis is going to miss at least one more game, maybe more. This is the surgically repaired knee, so. And and it has gone prior to this week. It has gone swimmingly for Porzingis injury wise. He's been pretty healthy, so I think that they may dial back the back to back stuff now. Uh, and that's total speculation on my part. But where are you at on Chris Stapps going forward? Uh, and then front court, it's been pretty easy to figure out that Maxi Kleber's to add. He's just been balling out the last couple games. Uh, Dwight Powell a little bit more value too. Didn't shoot the ball well yesterday. But uh, and what do you make yeah. of this KP front court situation? Yeah, Kleber's obviously a brilliant streamer at the moment. Porzingis, I was terrified before the season. I figured he'd get 15 DMPs Mm -hmm. at a minimum. But as you said, they've been keeping him on the court. I've been very surprised. His minutes haven't been been too limited. So I think they exercise caution, as you say, maybe scale him back in three games and four nights, have him rest one. But it doesn't seem like they're going to take a super aggressive stance. And this injury doesn't sound really serious. It's soreness in the surgically repaired. That's not totally uncommon. Um, so he's probably out a couple more games. Just make sure that the soreness is completely gone. Go from there. So I'm not panicking if I own him, put it that way. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, front court, kind of a messy rotation. Uh, don't uh, look like Jalen Brunson was going to be DMPCD. Um, but did get some later run. DeLon Wright's been just really potent with the stat sheet, with the stat lines. Uh, and then surprisingly, mm-hmm. J.J. Barea got his first start of the season uh, totally out of the blue. I did not see that coming. Seth Curry was outstanding. So this team is really reliant on three-point shooting. So um, definitely with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who's had hamstring issues before, uh, Curry looks like a guy you kind of have to add just uh, because he fits this offense so well. And they really started Tim Hardaway Jr. to space the floor and shoot three. So that's what Curry does. He's a Curry. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely like him as an add, too. Yeah, Kleber and, and Curry, as long as Porzingis and THJ are out, just keep plugging them in. Yep. Sounds It's right. frustrating. Why do you, like, DeLon Wright just can't get yeah. more than 20 something minutes these days? I'm like, yeah. come on, man. I don't know why he's, I don't know if it was, like, the groin thing that dialed him back, but he was getting hot before the groin thing happened. And yeah. All of a sudden, he's just been not doing much. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, let's talk a little bit of some Raptors. We had a little bit of a, a, a shuffle with OG Ananobi. Big minutes, uh, double-double. Been kind of bad, um, surprisingly. We all thought that Siakam and Gasol going down would really open up some OG Ananobi stuff, and it hasn't really happened to this point. 
So, and then Ronda House Jefferson was pretty decent. Pat McCaw had a horrible game. Were you Terrence uh, Terrence Davis was kind of hot coming in. Uh, he had kind of a bad game too. Chris Boucher, the minutes haven't been there. He's still been pretty good per minute, so I still think he's okay as a roster a roster guy. But what do you make of all those guys I just said? Anything? Uh, well, it's a, yeah, yeah. it's a broad question. Yeah, o- OG, I'm definitely holding still. He was yeah. super hot to begin the begin the year. Cooled off. He's had some good stretches. Had a, a three game funk in late December, but his past two have really trended up. You know, the double double last night. The defensive stats are coming back with steals. And he's hitting threes, so I, I like him a lot. I think definite, you know, hang on to him, whether or not Siakam's there. And Pat McCaw, I'm not interested in. Hollis Jefferson's been surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh, you could definitely definitely plug him into your lineups for a while. Would you drop Rondé for Porter Jr.? That's probably easy, yes. Yeah, yeah okay, I think yeah, so. Me too. Yeah. Can we talk about what the heck is going on with Siakam and the fact that we have no idea. No idea. Got some shots up yesterday, up. but getting shots up is really not a big stepping stone for progress on, especially leg injuries. But uh, yeah, yeah, we really don't know what's going on, and I don't think we're gonna know. So yeah, it was it was over two weeks. It was I think exactly two weeks between the first blurb that we had about his injury and the first substantive update that we got. Yeah, we're not gonna get anything. Which, I don't for, think. for a for a player, yeah, well, yeah, well, but for a player of his caliber, I just couldn't, I can't believe there's so little information out there. Yeah, well, we should. Uh, they they have some great beat reporters too, so. Uh, hopefully we get something soon. But uh, what do you feel about Boucher? Yeah. Would you drop him for yeah, like Porter Junior or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, like I said, I'd have to, I'd have to, like I wouldn't drop him for like Lonnie Walker, but it's kind of close. Like I'm I'm really disappointed for how much Serge Ibaka's played, but Serge has been freaking awesome, by the way. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's been fantastic. Yeah, um, I, there was really nothing to take away from the Heat, so I guess we can move on. Um, the injury bowl uh, with the Warriors and Wolves. Just so many injuries on the Wolves right now. Um, looks like Shabazz Napier is really one of the ads of the week. Uh, has really hit his stride. Had a big first quarter. He's had really a couple good games in a row. Um, I, I kind of I had him on a bunch of leagues when he got the starting job and then got mm. hurt. I had to drop him as I was trying to get some wins on some streams. And I'm kind of regretting that right now. Uh, I definitely think Napier is... Like, I, I'd probably rather have Napier over... Porter Jr. Like depending if I want if I want more of like a solidified role, I think I'd probably go with him. But um, I, I, I'd probably take Porter Jr. I just don't want to miss out on on Porter Jr. Yeah. If 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 indeed he he clicks, which it seems like he might. So I think the the FOMO would would keep me from uh from making that move. Nice. Yeah. And I so I think he could still and, and Jeff Teague having knee injuries is definitely scary. This is not the same knee. That limited him last year, for what it's worth. But I mean, Jeff Teague and leg injuries do not get go together, or like oil and water style. But um, yeah, there's maybe they trade Napier, but this team's just falling apart, and this team needs ball handlers so bad. We talked about this in the preseason too that um, Napier could be a guy that can produce, and um, the offense is you know kind of point guard friendly too, especially with Cat out. So, but yeah, I, I'm yeah. with you. I guess like if if I didn't want to get like if. If I'm okay gambling, like I think Napier will be better for the next like week or two. Do you, oh, you, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, for that short term window. Right. If I'm trying to win the next couple of weeks, yeah, I'm, right. I'm with you there. Okay, cool. Uh, you've also got Teague, as you said, he's a 31 year old guard. He's on a on an expiring contract on a bad team with a 13 and 21 record. 
So talk about shutdown candidate. I think he's right up there. Like he could easily get shut down, mm-hmm. in which case maybe Napier gets you know more consistent run. Yeah, they're going to keep him, I think, really tight on minutes leading up to the trade deadline for two. For sure. So. But um, Nas, Nas Reed's been really good. Um, Jared Culver, we'll talk about him in a second, but uh, he's just been kind of a letdown. This was so many missed shots. Uh, Covington finally getting to get together. Had a big game, 2010, two steals, two blocks, four threes. So that was great to see mm. from uh, Lord Robert Covington. Interesting, like Kellen Martin, Kata Bates Drop, or any of those dudes is just anything but a streamer. No. Yeah, it's pretty much a stream until they get Wiggins. and Wiggins should be back soon. Uh, it sounds like Cat's getting a little bit closer too, but what do you make of Cat here? Um, are we worried about shutdown risks later in the season? I think it's kind of obvious, but how concerned are we? Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I mean, he very quickly went from, you know, the uber durable guy that we always, Mm. we always talk about to a guy who's been out for the longest time stretch of at any point in his career, his team's just getting worse. It doesn't seem like, like we haven't heard very many quotes from him about like wanting to come back. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I could just see it trending south in a hurry yeah. if he's dissatisfied with it the, because there was some some quote about you know he's dissatisfied with the direction of the team now that might be another team pl- trying to sow discord <laughs> but um it still worries me so when cat comes back how do you keep jang how long do you keep him like say you're in a no, shower jang's and... probably gonna he's probably gonna f- fall off yeah i would pro- if i had cat i would maybe hold him for a game or two just to see if maybe they dial him back a little bit or something like that. But I mean, if if push comes to shove and there's a hot waiver wire ad, then yeah, sure. But uh, and there's going to be yeah. so. But um, I yeah. love that. Did did you hear the uh, Jen quote that he said a couple of days ago? Where he said, uh, "You know, with our injured stars out, I want I want them to watch how hard we play. Yeah. We don't have the talent that they have, but we play hard." And it was like such a pointed critique of Cat in particular yeah. and and Wiggins. Yeah, and uh, Saunders has kind of said the same thing, how they're trying to fight and this and that. But anyways, uh, moving yeah. to the Warriors, uh, Damian Lee fun- Damian Lee got dropped hard. Uh, and I saw, I was looking at Yahoo Trends, like, what the- What did you drop him for? <laughs> I mean, he just missed shots, no big deal. So Damian Lee's been just unbelievably hot. He's been really one of the waiver out of the, besides like the guys that were already owned, like, he's just been balling. So, so I do trust him, Burks, uh, um Glenn Robinson, possible trades coming out here. Uh, and then uh, Eric Pascal finally had a, a good game. Who I, I was on thin ice. I was about to cut him if he was a, an, another dud. But what do you make of mm-hmm. this whole situation here? Pascal, I, I think his rest of season value is fine. Um, I'd like to see him have another good game before I pick him up for short term. Yeah. Damian Lee, obviously, as you said, keep. I would actually just cut Alec Burks at this point. He's been Alec good. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's been pretty good, but I, he's going to get traded. So you would cut him for Porter Damian Jr. Lee. Probably, yeah, because I don't I see... Don't I, don't, I would. I don't he's see been, long... He had a 28-point game on Tuesday. He's been pretty solid. I just don't see the long-term value. Yeah. I, how about this? I would, have, at the very least, float some trade offers, see if anyone's interested yeah, in them. Yeah, no one's going to trade you for um, Brooks, though. Yeah. Right? I don't think... Well, then... Yeah, then I'll probably just yeah. cut him. But I mean, he's shooting 87%. <laughs> I don't own him anywhere. I'm... Yeah, you hate Alec Burks. Yeah, what's he, been on, what's he been on this season? He's been top 75, so yeah. I should probably be higher on him. But <laughs> he's got, So as I said, he's going to get traded, right? Because they want to convert Kai Bowman. 
And he'll he's get on the he's block. toast Mar- if he gets traded. Marquis Chris. Yeah, and then anywhere he goes, he's he's dead in the water. So that's what that's what worries me more yeah. than anything. So yeah, if you'd have to be, if I had to drop him, it'd be, I I wouldn't like I said I wouldn't drop him for Porter. So okay, and maybe I could we could, maybe we could use him with these uh add these drops we're gonna talk about as like a benchmark. Uh, okay, we yeah. can move. I should I mean, be clear with, with with my talk of Porter, he's probably gonna play like thirteen minutes a couple times in the next course. few weeks. Yeah. And you're and you're gonna be frustrated. This is more a long term play. Yeah, yeah. We looked at their schedule. They're not. It's not really too very friendly. Uh, any yeah. other takeaways from Marquise Chris got uh, shot hit in the face, but he's okay. Uh, Draymond's yes. minutes were down. Something got some minutes finally. Yep, yep. It, it um, was an ugly game. We can move on. Yeah, yeah. I want to see some Smalagic minutes, but uh, yeah, let's just move on. Uh, late game of the night. It looked like it was going to be a. It, the spread was twelve and a half, and one of my friends bet on it, and it was it was getting tight late uh, when they were up like thirty. But uh, anyways, the Clippers pulled it off. Let's talk Pistons. Jeez, uh, uh, what Defcon? Like it's like Defcon three on a Blake shutdown right now, or or what? What do you think? Like, I don't, yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah it looks it looks terrible. He's he's out at least a week or two more before getting reevaluated. Has no reason to come back. Looked terrible while he was healthy, quote unquote. It's bad. I mean, I wouldn't have owned him prior. He was terrible. He was the. Like, the I say this all the time. He was the easiest fade call I can remember since I've been doing this. Yeah, job. yeah. Like no, and I always say no offense was that um he you got him probably pretty late if you're in a sharp league, but yeah, it's just it's no fun. Yeah, that's that's all I got on Blake. Just okay, sheer yeah. pessimism. Yep, for sure. Um, so Sekou Dumboya got the start. Uh, double double. Uh, four of eleven from the field. He's so raw. Had some really sloppy fouls, but um, I, you really can't add him unless it's super deep. Um, I think C- Christian Wood has to. He was nine percent owned yesterday. That is laughably low. He's him and Melton being under ten percent makes zero sense to me. But um, yeah, would you you have to own Christian Wood like for sure over Porter Jr. I would assume, right? Yeah, over Bird. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I I don't even know how I would go. Like we got a list of drops. I'll, I'll take Wood over pretty much all of them, um, just because you want you want high permanent guys on bad teams, and that's what Christian Wood is right now. So yeah, just He's easy. Probably going to be like an every night double double at some point. Yeah, um, possibly drumming rumors, but that's fine. They're playing him next to him right now too, so. Uh, Thon Makers, but he just has no competition. Makers terrible. Um, you know, Tony Snell at the at the four hasn't really been a very good move. He's possibly, you know, not, I don't even know what they're going to do with him, but he's low usage anyway. So, yep. Um, Bruce, Bruce Brown, I guess. Bruce Brown still yeah. getting huge minutes. Yeah, so Bruce Brown looks pretty good. He was even questionable coming in, so he looks like he's going to be a pretty decent property. Uh, I think I have Steve McKayluke in a couple deep leagues for a three point specialist, but. Lack of yeah. non-scoring is going to be really tough to be top 100. But um, definitely a guy who's really just a streamer for threes, I'd say, at this point. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of value to be had in this team, too. For sure. This is the the one good side of a team imploding is you can pick up a lot yeah. of these guys who are going to give you rest of season value. Yeah. So it sounds like you have no real interest in Seku, the third lottery pick. Boy, no, not really. I mean, I do a little bit, but he's going to be really inefficient. Um, I don't really think he's going to be very good defensive stat wise, but I thought he looked pretty good. He had a couple of real nice buckets. Uh, late, yeah, late in the I'd, game, I'd say kind of garbage time. Watch list kind of guy, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I yeah, I, I definitely like, got to see him do it again. Um, but yeah, Derek Rose, 
It's going to be yeah. toast before too long. Yeah, they'll probably <laughs> shut him down or do something. Maybe trade him. Um, so Paul George, like you mentioned, Hammy slash back. Um, not a whole lot to take away from this one for me. I don't know. Do you? It sounds they have a back to back coming up, so you would assume George misses at least one of those, and then Kawhi will probably miss one too, or he will. So I think I think kind of a sneaky takeaway yeah. is just uh, stream Landry Shamit for your Saturday Sunday back to backs. Uh, possibly stream, uh, I guess Magruder who started third for Paul George. Uh, that's super deep stream, but the back to back does help. Hulk, Harkless probably is the guy I would add, and um, Harkless and Shamit would be the two guys I would stream for the back to back. Okay, I'm a little more into Harkless, I think. Shamit, yeah. he had five assists last night, which really surprised me. Yeah. But, I mean, he averaged 1.4 assists in 24 minutes in, in uh, December. Just doesn't typically give you more than than three-pointers. Yeah. So, not too exciting of a guy. But, as you say, with the back-to-back, that's a little bit a uh, bit of a boost. Yeah. And it's against Memphis. It's going to be a lot of Lou, Lou Williams. Yeah. And, you know, he he's in a great spot for DFS. I mean, they may just sit him for both because they go Saturday, Sunday, and then they're off until Friday. So just yeah. get him right. So those guys should be Makes pretty sense. valuable. Uh, okay, so let's move on to another topic. We're going to talk some drops. Uh, or actually, one more thing. Uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton have been playing well. Um, you know, th- Their lack of defensive stats are going to really cap them. How do you feel about these guys? I'm actually kind of into Garland recently. Yeah. He's looked he's looked good. He was quoted recently saying his confidence is at an all-time high. Uh, the coaches are telling him to just go get it when he's out there. And he's look I mean he's he's looked good. Not that I try to watch many Cavs games, but I've watched mm-hmm. uh, c- clips of him recently and yeah, he just looks like everything's kind of slowing down and clicking into place um, with his ball handling, with his shooting. Actually getting some assists, which I love to see. How many he had a eight. bunch last night? Yeah. Eight last night. Like that's key for me. Yeah. If he can actually be- become a distributor, and the scoring's always going to be there. As you say, the lack of of steals is gonna gonna probably prevent him from hitting mid round. But yeah. I'm yeah, he needs to be owned right now. Yeah, obviously. really. I think six of his last seven games have been like not bad. So that's a for a rookie guard. That's a, a positive. So yeah, I definitely think he should be owned. Yeah. Um, over maybe a lot, we could use him over this group. And Colin Sexton too shot the ball a lot better. Still, just no, no, no non-scoring stuff. It's just a brutal kill. But there'll be more value to open up here um, as the Cavs unload some guys. Um, maybe not a lot. It's probably just about Kevin Love opening up more more usage for guys. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, talk some drops, guys who've been disappointing here. Uh, we mentioned Blake Griffin. I, I don't even know. Like I would all these names. I'd rather have. Porter Jr. I'd rather have Garland. I'd rather have so many other guys. I'm just I have zero. He's been bad per game too. So it's not like you're dropping a guy who was going to be early round or something. It's just right. there's just no incentive to hold him. I feel like no. He was shooting 35 percent from the field prior to his injury <laughs> with <laughs> under five boards a game. Like he just doesn't have it. Yeah. Um, and you could blame you know maybe. It was just the injury that was sapping him, but whatever it is, he's—I don't see him getting back this year. So, yeah. if he was on the waiver wire, I wouldn't even pick him up. And by the way, um, Malcolm Brogdon not traveling for the two-game roadie coming up. So, uh-oh. oh, is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, another guy who I'm pretty disappointed I drafted to this point is Miles Bridges. He lost closing minutes last night to Dwayne Bacon. Uh, got yanked after four minutes in the first quarter. Didn't have any fouls. So it was for poor play. 
I, I guess I would consider dropping him if it's a, a name that I can trust. Like I don't think I would drop him for Porter Jr. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd have to be... I don't think I'd even drop him for Burks or somebody like that, but I still have some hope just because I think he can block shots and um, they're going to possibly dial... Marvin Williams hurt his nose. He could possibly go away uh, in a trade. Cody Zeller's minutes are kind of down. I, I still kind of believe in him. That's the key to me because usually when when Bridges has been, you know, had his minutes eroded recently, it's Marvin Williams who's taken him, and I can't see Marvin Williams playing twenty five minutes the rest of the year. So Bridges should be unleashed soon enough. He yeah. he does get defensive stats. He's a decent all around guy. I'm having a conundrum in a league where I have four Hornets on a twelve man uh, roster. I do. I have a lot of Graham. I have a lot of Bridges. I have a lot yeah, of. Yeah. So I got. Uh, I have Graham, Rogier, Bridges, and uh, PJ Washington in this league, and yeah. they have two back to back two game weeks coming up, Oof. and I'm like, ooh, I don't, I don't want to lose two weeks in a row just because I have way too many Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> so Bridges would be the cut, but I'm, I'm still has. I'm like, maybe I can sneak through and get a win. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Larry Nance touched on him. He's been so bad, man. Like I can't. He used to be such a permanent stud, but it's hard to hold him. As much as we talk, like Love's not for sure getting traded, so I, I think he almost got to drop him. Like I would drop him for pretty much all these hot ads we've been talking about. I'm with you. That what is going on with his permanent oh, production? No. He doesn't look right <laughs> at that, all. That's always the thing. If you told me he was yeah. going to play 22 minutes a night, I'd be like, okay, that's enough for late round value. And then when Love is traded or whatever, then he erupts. But he's been terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, think I'd rather have Porter have Jr. Get... over him. Uh, both Porter Juniors, maybe even Auto Porter Jr. for the Porter, mm. Porter Jr. trifecta. But yeah, it, it's it's rough. I mean, you have to be pretty comfortable where you are in the standings to keep him on your roster right now because you feel like Love it probably won't get traded until the deadline unless some team just really knocks their socks off. So another right. month of just barely, like, he has no standalone value right now. He's like top 200, barely even top 200 or something in the last, like, this is with Love missing some games. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. No, yeah, no usage. His assists on a per 36 have been cut in half. His steals have almost been cut in half. Down everywhere, down in boards, down in blocks, down like something's going on with him. So yeah. All right. So the other treasure trove of pickups uh, with the Pistons and these other teams has been the Wizards. Uh, they've had a lot of pickups, but getting some guys back soon. Davis Bertans possibly coming back, uh, maybe next week. Beals back, possibly limiting back to backs. Thomas Bryant starting to get a little bit closer. So what do you make of all these Wizards ads? Um, uh, I mean, really, just besides Bradley Beal, um, is there anybody that you kind of feel comfortable with um, after Beal? No, no. Among the healthy guys. So, obviously, Bryant, you're keeping, just to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested in, I mean, Bertans was awesome before getting hurt, so I'd definitely grab him. Definitely grab him, yeah. Yeah, and then Hachimura and Troy Brown are both... You know, probably going to get tons of minutes as the season goes on, so I'm I'm yeah. okay with them. Uh, Mo Wagner, I'm on the fence. Still, like he's still three way. weeks away, so I don't know if you yeah. have an, unless you have an IR spot. I don't know how you keep him an IR spot in a deep league because yeah. otherwise. But uh, Jordan McRae's been hot offensively a little bit, but I don't yeah. love him. Unless, I like McRae. Beal is out. I like McRae. He actually, I just I wrote him up yesterday. Even even with Beal active, yeah, um, he, about a third okay. of his minutes have been overlapped with Beal. So he's not a straight yeah. backup. They run him a lot. Uh, they run Beal at the three, him at the two a lot. So 
Uh, I think McCray is like you mentioned. I would probably take Troy Brown barely. Um, we've seen Brown kind of do a little bit more than just score lately. So good rebounding guard as well. But uh, it's close. Like I think uh, I think McCray maybe even short term before Hutchinson and these other dudes come back. Uh, I, I like Jordan McCray. I've always been a Jordan McCray guy. So yeah, I think he's a guy I would keep rostered. But yeah, if like if you're you know thinking forward, obviously drop him for like Porter Jr. or something like that. But uh, that's kind of where it's at. Like I don't really feel like I want to hold Possessniks even in deep leagues. Jonathan Williams has faded. Uh, Gary Payton Jr. took a massive hit with Beal coming back yeah. to his playing time, so he looks like a drop. Um, Isaiah Thomas, no thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, Isaiah's been really bad. Ish has been kind of cooled off a little bit, but yeah, I take that's kind of where we're at. So it sounds like it's just McCray you- and. Brown. Yeah. Are you very worried about Beal or or not not so much? Yeah. I mean, Wizards aren't very good, but I think he wants to play and, like we said, kind of go for the All-NBA position, so I'm not panicking. Like, I'm not worried about him as much as I am about Cat. Put it that way. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, so, Marcus Morris uh, kind of has come... He's been the perpetual sell-high player for, for us, uh, and now uh, we're asking, do you drop him? I uh, had this whole Achilles thing... Hasn't played nearly as well as he has lately. So, for Porter, for Garland, like who you, would you drop him for those dudes? Uh, it depends on the situation. Morris, he's lost about three minutes a game since Mike Miller took over as head coach. Still a decent hold. His usage is pretty much the same. Just missing shots. And he was top 75 all year before this, so I... I'd probably no. I keep saying I'd cut guys for Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I shouldn't have watched watched him uh, the back to back eleven of twelve shooting display that he put on right before doing this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it depends on the situation, but I'd probably cut him for Porter Jr. because I he's gonna get traded or his role's gonna fade, and either way, he's trending down. Yeah, he needs to score. This guy doesn't really do much defensively. Uh, he has. <laughs> Two over his last eight active games, he has two steals, no blocks, doesn't assist, not a great rebounder. So you're you're talking about a guy who needs to score, needs to score efficiently, or somewhat efficiently. So I'm not into Morris, and again, he feels like he's going to get traded, uh, like for sure. So uh, yeah. talked about Jang, talked about Col- Culver real quick. I mean, I don't know, he's just had he has so many holes to his game. Um, that I I just it's so tough. He, he's fun, but I don't know. I'm I don't really trust him at all right now. No, I'm I'm with you. The percentages are killer. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity should be there in a bad team, but I'm not loving it. What about uh Kobe White? Are you are you yeah. into his no. his recent little up uptick? Not really. He's too empty for me. Yeah. So and I just I just hate the Bulls rotation. But uh, Zach Levine tweaked his ankle, played through it, so that's something to watch. So if if the Bulls sit him, then maybe I'm down for that. But okay. Yeah. Sadoransky and Levine have been playing pretty well. Chris Dunn's been pretty decent too. So yeah, I, I just he just needs to get so hot to and he's not going to be. He's so inconsistent. So I think he's just more of a stream. Yeah. But, it's piquing um, my interest as like a late season guy. Yeah. Uh Tim Hardaway Jr. banged up, has been pretty good as far as scoring goes, but he's another guy just so empty. I'd I'd drop him. I wouldn't want to deal with this hamstring thing. Yeah, he'll get those huge three-point shooting games and then vanish for two yeah. games and then have a nice game. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to hold him through a hammy to get that back. Yeah, and then Rudy Gay also seen his man style back. He's still pretty highly owned in Yahoo. A guy, I, I just don't see the upside right now, uh, especially with them I going think with that's, more smaller. Yeah, form. 
That's got to be like name brand. Like, yeah. why is Blake Blake Griffin's probably owned in like eighty percent of leagues? Yeah, it's and ridiculous. Also, yeah. But percent yeah. owner ownership percentages are just so black, man. There's, I don't know. I wish I wish they like could a weed lot of out, that is yeah. I wish they could like weed out like active leagues. You know, like we like the Yahoo exactly. can like identify where there's you know thirty moves in a week or something like that, and then for the whole league, you know, there's got to be a better right, way to lot, to do yeah. that. A lot of these guys, like you'll see players who are out for the season, and they'll have like twenty-two yeah. percent ownership. So you know that that's roughly the amount of just dead leagues that are being counted. Yeah, a lot of too many people, like ESPN too. They do too many of those. They have the mock draft rooms, they and the yeah. regular like draft rooms that are just for free, and that's just totally skewing their ownership percentage. So it's like people will just screw up and draft in the league when they meant to do a mock draft. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel I've I've complained about this so many times. Um, talked about what about PJ Tucker? Um, efficiency's fallen off. I mean, we, the usage will never be there. So he's been pretty bad the last two three weeks. Yeah, you think he's yet again in single digit usage this this season? Um, um, I don't know where he's at, but it's going to be pretty close, I would say. He's been seven percent for the past two weeks. He's at nine three nice. on this season. There you go. Um, yeah. He, He's just such a boring roto guy. Like if yeah. you're a nine cat, most of his his value comes from not turning the ball over, which yeah. eh, doesn't really do it for me. And he'll give you like a steal, some boards, a couple threes. These are stats you can find elsewhere. I, yeah. I don't know. He's not a guy I would hold over a promising yeah, well, younger free agent. Shot 30% from three in December. That's going to destroy him. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the steals have trended down. The blocks have never really been there but everything is just down except rebounds which is a pretty easy stat to pick up so i've never really been high on pj tucker um you know as as a rocket but anyways uh cody zauer and duncan robinson just two other guys i put down um duncan robinson's cooled off as goran Dragic has trended up i think Derek jones jr has been really the guy who hasn't been affected as much minutes wise his permanent stats are actually down but um yeah i think robinson he's a lot like these guys like these Tim Hardaway Jr. guys who were just really specialists. Like, Svi Mikhailuk is almost to the caliber of Duncan Robinson is right now. So, I'm fine mm-hmm. dropping Robinson. Same same here. He's a, like a one-cat guy. Yeah. Great free-throw shooter, but he never gets there. Right. Not going to give you defensive stats or dimes. So, yeah. yeah. And then, well, how do you feel about uh, Cody Zeller's minutes have been down, been pretty empty. What do you with, now that they have some of their health back? Well, if Marvin Williams, if, if Marvin Williams misses time, that would make me change my tune a bit. But if Marvin's okay, then I'm not. I've never really been a Cody Zeller guy, and I've never really been older yeah. guys on younger young teams, bad teams. Yeah, Zeller's. He had one like the best stretch of his career two years ago or something, and he was like top sixty for a, a month or two. I think it was like top thirty been... for a good three four weeks. It was like right after the break or something. Did he but get yeah. there? Yeah, there's he some, gets, but and that's, that always sticks in my mind. Like, yeah. like oh, he actually has upside. But then you look at his box scores, you watch him play, and it's kind of meh. So especially with Biombo actually getting minutes, I didn't expect him to stick, but he has. So that cuts into Zeller even more. Yeah. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy the weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for going on, Ryan. Thanks, Mike.